morning, Tip. Good afternoon. It is November 6, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and Coast by Zach Bishop. How are you today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Another big weekend of football. Should have another one on the way. And Shake Shack would like there to be just a, maybe a little extra wrinkle. They got a promo going that if an NFL player does the chicken dance for their touchdown celebration, they're going to give away free chicken sandwiches to people. Is that all I'm ever- hoping that someone does it? I like, I like chicken sandwiches. Free chicken sandwiches, I think, sound better. I Is it Shake Shack like a burger place are they just trying to push the do they not sell any chicken and this is how they're trying to promote this i've only been to shake shack uh i think twice and it definitely in my head is a burger place but uh i know you know in general (laughs) it's called burger king but you know they have chicken and mcdonald's you know all, all the places probably have it so i'm wondering if it was kind of lagging in sales and just like both of us were like, oh, I didn't realize I had chicken. This is a uh, the guy hasn't even done the the chicken dance yet, and we're already going. Hey, uh, is this an option if I want a chicken sandwich? Well, I, I'm not sure about your area or any of the the listeners' locations, but I, I definitely don't have a Shake Shack in my nearby area. So anytime I go, I feel like I'm forced to prioritize getting what they're they're more or less known for. And I, I think I think see the burger as the commercial of all this. That being said, if if the chicken dance happens, and I can try a chicken sandwich at the same time i mean what's what's the harm in that that sounds good i, I just wonder if this is suddenly going to be you sample it and then it just gets tagged on your order and it's like oh my god it worked we just we just need the people to try it uh, anytime anytime a fast food place is giving away free stuff uh this is not out of the ordinary but uh to ahead of time you know you just uh, in, in instigating like like they're instigating I, I would like more companies to do this like, hey you know if if you uh you know make make a snow angel on the on the field, it's gonna be uh free Christmas trees for everybody. Just uh, get get crazy with it. Free Christmas trees. I was trying to think of a product or or anything really that, that I could give away that wasn't as wild and ridiculous. You, you can't give away you know, you can't give up like a stand up paddleboard or something like a, a really expensive value. It has to be, you know, somewhat, somewhat affordable. I I, I is there any item that you would want like. Like what? What could we affiliate with all this? Like, what's the dance we can make up to get free blank? I think you can't go much further than, you know, fast food sandwiches, where for them, I uh, you know, cost cents to make, and then you're charging five ish dollars. Uh, I'm gonna guess maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I think anything higher than that, you're you're not gonna get that for free, even with you know downloading the app and kind of jumping through through those hoops. So no, nothing immediately jumps to mind. Well, it's worth trying. I, I guess that's really the story here. Is congratulations for the advertisement, and maybe maybe one of these days we'll be able to report a chicken dance and a successful free distribution of chicken sandwiches to everyone but us. This is this is great. <laughs> this, is, this is really really paying off. I'm I'm happy to open the podcast with this. Uh, before we move on to our picks, I'm going to do a quick little summary of last week, of which I think I got more wrong than I did right. I think this is the biggest lead you will probably have all season if all goes the way it has the rest of the season. Neither of us, I'd say, have been very successful. However, you were far more successful this past week. Any any secrets to share? Any any advice? What what went wrong last week for me so much? Like I, I, we're going to get into some of the games as, as we go through the picks, but man, some wild card new quarterbacks. I don't know if that's entirely what I have to blame. And maybe some of these Monday picks with some trades and some new guys starting by the end of the Sunday here that, that that might be a little bit to blame but 
What, what do you got for me going forward here? Because you seem to have figured it out. Nate continues to dominate. I'm I'm going in the wrong direction. I'm seeking out for help. You are my friend. What do you got for me? I'd, I'd love to come in and say, oh, this is what I did, and I changed this, but I explained as best as I can on on, on the podcast. And I, I think, uh, unfortunately, I think this just might have been a, uh, you know, just, just a little blip and that it's going to be right back to <laughs> – Right back to awful next week, and this was just you, you know, clock uh, Brun clocks right twice a day, and you know it was the time change week, so maybe it was right you know an extra an extra week that people forget about. So I, I think I just got lucky with the time change. Well, speaking of the time change, we did have a London game this week, and it wasn't the usual London Jacksonville Jaguars versus blank. It was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Miami Dolphins. Bright and early, kicking off with some good offense, or at least you would think so. A do, you, do you know why the game was way better? Because there was better teams? Well, one is it's better teams, but it wasn't in London. It was in Germany. And the Germans, apparently, this is what I'm hearing, they like football a whole lot more than uh, than the English people do. So that's why England, and you know, hey, yeah, we're coming to London, and you get the Jaguars pretty much every time. But then if it's uh, Germany, Germany's getting this premier matchup that it would just be in prime time anywhere else. And next week are getting the uh, the Patriots, which this year are not very good, but they're still a uh, definitely a big name in a, in a draw off of yesteryear. But yes, it had to do with it being in a different country, even though it was at the same time as the as the London games. It's they that there's supposedly more fans in Germany of the NFL, and that's why this was a legitimate like, oh yeah, I would definitely go to this. I actually thought it was a great crowd and a, and a great looking stadium. I think it. The ball might have hit off the Jumbotron once. I think that's always a bizarre thing if you play at, I assume, a soccer stadium where it's like, why would the ball ever go that high in the air? And like football, the kickoff does go that that high in the air. A uh, little, little weird quirks here. Not as weird as the actual game here where we have 21 unanswered points followed by 14 unanswered points. It's, it's a dominating Kansas City first half who goes up 21 nothing, And then in the second half, they don't score at all. And Miami scores 14 nothing, And it's... A little back and forth. Uh, I think the score reflects a little closer of a game than it actually was. But is are we supposed to buy into the first half or the second half? I mean, is, if this game was a little bit longer, do we see Miami come back entirely here? Or was this just Kansas City running away with an early lead and not really doing much after? I, I'm not sure what to take away from these foreign games in the, the bizarre locations. But this is a these are two very good football teams that we are going to see in the playoffs playing each other and honestly looking really good and looking really bad in the same game. Kansas City gets the W here, but are you concerned at all with, with Miami not scoring? And then, you know, some of the gimmicks, it seemed like they were as reliable on a comeback like this in the second half. I'm I'm worried about Miami. Are you? Yes, I, I'm worried about Miami. If you – and I think if you do this with uh, what I'm about to do with any team, you can really start to pick apart any of them. But the Dolphins, all of their wins are against sub-500 teams, and all of their losses are above 500 teams. And just little some, something to keep an eye on. We're just about halfway through the season, so some of it could be, you know, when are you playing teams? How many opportunities did you did you have to play these teams? There could be other, other circumstances, but just wondering if McDaniel is running these uh, motions and it – seems like there's a lot of stuff going on and that works against maybe an undisciplined team or a team that is not quite at the level. But once you get to a certain threshold, the teams that are above that, you do all the motion, you do any, all, all of the, 
extraneous things, I'm going to call it, and it doesn't phase them. And that's so you, you can't rise to that to that next level. Well, they're both going to be on a buy this week. That's kind of why I wanted to open it because uh, they're not going to be in any of our picks. Uh, but a, a fun game, a fun game for Germany. I can't say that this week will be as rewarding, but uh, these, these are two real teams going going out over there. So I, I hope they enjoyed it. I thought the crowd was great, and we'll see how. how I much- think if 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 it wasn't at nine thirty in the morning, which is a dead giveaway, that it's somewhere else. If you're just listening to the sound, especially in that that fourth quarter when it was really hey, Chiefs really the the defense has really got a hold here. That Chiefs crowd was loud. They had the whole. Uh, um, the, the chop going, you could hear it, and you know through the TV. I, I was very impressed at how they traveled. Well, fun stuff. Uh, all right, unfortunately, our first game of our picks here, Week 10, not so fun stuff. It is going to be the 1-7 Carolina Panthers at the 2-7 Chicago Bears, both coming off a loss last week, neither of them to any opponent to be bragging about. Uh, the Panthers lost to Indy, and the Bears lost to the Saints. I, I, I somebody has to win this game, right? And I, I, I guess they're both at this point tanking. I, I think the Bears look a little friskier, and I'm, I'm just gonna go with them at home. I don't. What, what are you supposed to add to all this? Like, I, these are the picks I keep getting wrong. When it's like, all right, bad team versus bad team. Neither of these teams should win, but I have to pick someone. Going with the Bears. Do you have a reason other than anything? I, I can't even give you one. What do you got? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I kind of like how uh, Badgett's out there. He just kind of has a little bit of um, just a little bit of a swagger going. Uh, you know, he's not killing it, you know, by by any stretch. But he doesn't look terrified out there, and got got some throws. But I'm actually I'm, I'm gonna go with the Panthers, and the, really the main reason is that Chicago has the Panthers pick, so it's kind of weird because then it's like well. If the like Chicago can like not lose in this situation, even like by losing, that's like that's good. But I think the Panthers, they really have no reason to lose. So I think they're going to give a, a little bit of a better effort. And it's just really a toss up of two crappy teams playing on Thursday. Thank goodness that there's going to be college basketball and a ton of NBA games to actually not a ton of NBA games to watch. There'll be two NBA games to watch, but I think they're both are going to be better than this one. Yes, uh, you can skip the Thursday. You don't don't worry about that. Find something else to do this Thursday. I would not. I don't sitting... even think there's fantasy implications with this game. What what players? Who would you be starting? I mean, that, first, what... we already are scared off of every Thursday game where it ends up being a seven seven game and nobody scores any points and there's no time to prepare and it, there's a whole infinite amount of reasons why you don't want to bet on a Thursday game to begin with and then you throw two bad teams in there. I mean, is there any chance at all that these either both of these teams reach double digits? Because I I don't think so. Thirteen ten, best case scenario. Both, both like, of them, <laughs> it's, that, that's what it seems like it's going to be. A lot of mistakes, sloppy. All right, moving on. Not so much fun to talk about the Patriots, but they will be in Germany. Nine thirty game Sunday. It'll be the Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. The Colts got a W. Jonathan Taylor's moving a little bit, and that's that's about all I could say about them. The Patriots, I mean, I could spend a whole podcast. It would be miserable for me and for everyone to listen of, of the, the problems that they have and the disappointment that I continue to have with this team of just being good enough to be in a game but not good enough to actually win the game. It's punishing to watch. I can't give you any insight on Mac Jones is really good at this and this is what we need to hold on to going forward. There, There isn't anything. There, there's nothing left. We, we Bourne is out with the ACL. We can't even trade him for anything. He's done. 
the Colts are four and five. Very quietly, four and five. We are two and seven. I assume that they have more reason to win for that reason, and that we should be heading in the wrong direction. So I'm I'm picking Indianapolis. I'm not even sure if they're the better team. I just feel like if we want to do what's best for our team going forward, we shouldn't beat the Colts this week. Who you got? I am going with the Colts. I watched all of the Patriots game uh, after the past couple of weeks. was like, all right, you know what? I'll put them on. They'll get their own screen along with red zone. And then they went down 3 nothing pretty quick. And I said, well, we're behind. And that has pretty much been a, you will not win this game. And especially being down 10 nothing was extra. Oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, should I uh, switch it over? It's like, uh, well, maybe once the basketball game start, I'll switch it over. But then, well, we made a little bit of a comeback and things got interesting. But once again, in the fourth quarter, when everyone needed to be on their A game, our team was not on their A game. Uh, ended with a Mac Jones tip for an interception. Uh, not all of his uh, fault. Uh, I think uh, Juju said, hey, you know, it hit me in the hands. I got to catch it. Fine. So between the two of them, that's a mistake. Uh, and then going before that, uh, we were even lucky to get the ball back because we were supposed to have the ball with maybe four and change to go. But on a punt, uh, special teams, offsides. Offsides on a punt. Fourth and four. Automatic first down. Awesome. And I think that was in between. I can't remember the, that capped off or that was in between uh, three special teams penalties. And it might have even been four. And two of them were on the same play. So I think, yeah, I think one of them was on that offsides. There was also holding when the the Colts, or not the Colts, sorry, um, where the, uh, the commanders were, uh, it, it was a fair catch. So you held on a fair catch. So not good. And wasn't even going to help. And then, our, the, <laughs> unbeknownst at that point, there was already offsides. So multiple penalties, uh, not even smart. You know, or like, oh, if you had gotten away with this, it would have been worth it. Nope, wouldn't even been worth it. I just want to so, reiterate: very frustrating, very sloppy. Reiterate: they are punting. This is the equivalent to surrendering in football. This team has surrendered to us, right? We're going to get the ball back to line up offsides, to then wave for a fair catch, and then somebody doesn't notice that they've waved for a fair catch, and someone else blocks or holds or does something that doesn't matter because the play's over. We waved for a fair catch. You are making contact with another player for no reason. And I know it's hard to get your head up for all that. It just seemed like these are problems we didn't always used to have that we are now having that just make so many of them make and it so much harder to win. every game. That's not even the worst play of the game. I thought the worst play of the game. It's I think it's the first quarter. We go for it. I think it's fourth and three. We are we're almost yep. in the red zone, About maybe the, in the red zone. I want to say twenty five. Uh, I thought we were a little farther back. Oh, I was thinking we were more like at the uh, at the, the forty. All right, maybe we're out of field goal range. I think because I, I think if we were at the I think if we were at the twenty five or right outside the red zone, then it would have been a kick. I think it was right at the. Ooh, this is a pretty far kick, and it was only three yards. But continue. Sorry for the interrupt. It, it's 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 not no no. It's uh, he's this is worth interrupting. We shouldn't be even talking about this. It was just a really miserable fourth and three attempt that Mac floats this pass that no one has any chance to catch, and it's just like well, why are like we twenty yards? Why are we even like going 20, for it? 25 yards upfield? Why? Where it's, all we needed was three yards to keep this drive going. That's why, it. Why are we even going for it then? If, if that's that's our How execution. Many, uh, then uh, I don't know. If, uh, that one was bad. And if we want to go on the other side of the ball, uh, Commanders, th third and 23. We, we cover all the receivers and Howell runs, bumbles and stumbles and knocks off a guys and gets 24 yards. First down. 
Sam Howell, I don't, I don't, all the quarterbacks. I, I mean, not Mr. Mobility. Quarterbacks when they do that to you, I mean that that they're that's where the elite guys they do that to you all the time when that happens. You know, Patrick Mahomes does that just like oh, all right, no, he, he's done that before and he just knows exactly where he's got to get to, but. You can't let Sam Howell do it to you. Well, I don't understand. So we're we're covering everybody. It feels like we're in a retreat, but we're also not getting any pressure. But nobody's spying on the quarterback, and he managed to just just wander his way twenty two yards down for the first time. It's 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 too much. It's too much. Uh, I I don't think they're going to win this week. You don't think they're going to win this week? We got to move on. We got to get to the Celtics sooner. We can't waste time on, on New England every week. That just next yeah, game. Yeah, this is this is basically what happens. Is well, will this is how our, our Sunday went. Will texted me before the game and said, "Are we rooting for a loss in this?" And I said, "Oh, like I don't, I don't, I can't really do that." But what's going to happen is I'm going to root for a win, and then when we lose, that I'm going to kind of make it so it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, this is like good for tanking and all that. But just the way we lost was just awful again. So it was even hard to do that. But then just immediately. Will wants to get rid of Mac, and then I just immediately go into, so uh, Celtics undefeated, huh? Like, let's just, like, erase this. So, yes, we already talked about this for too long. On to the next game. Ron to Cincinnati. Literally, at Houston Texans at the <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. I, I think we need to take a minute and just recognize what C.J. Stroud did last week. Woo! 30 Woo! for 42 on his completions, 470 yards, 470 yards, five touchdowns, and and a incredible comeback, including victory. the game winner. Incredible comeback victory of which their kicker. What was it? He got the ball with fifty seconds left and marched down the field. Even even I don't even know if he had that much time left. I you know what? I don't even know if he needed that with much no time kicker? either. The no kicker part is a huge drama of all this. They, they they had a no kicker for a while, and then at some point said, "All right, well, we really think we should kick it." And I guess the running back, after probably the first three, had said, "Hey, I can do this, coach." No, really, I can do it. They said, "All right, fine. Let let us see if we can do it. Just just so he'll miss, and then we can say, "Hey, see, you couldn't do it, and we can avoid this." But no, he made it, and he did so nonchalantly. So he we needed the the kick that that puts them up thirty three to thirty. Of which uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. Ogungamali is, is, is the guy that attempted the kick. He does. He is not a kicker. That is not his position. He's very much playing multiple other positions that don't involve special teams throughout all this. Kicks a kick, makes it. They they needed it too. I think this whole comeback was was more bizarre and almost convenient to the point where it was like, oh, it would be really nice if we just had to get to the 50 yard line and only kick a field goal. But we don't even have a kicker to do that. They end up being down seven. It's 37 33 with 46 seconds left. And it's just like a blink of an eye. Tank Dell is just suddenly in the end zone in two plays. It's an incredible – it's just an impressive impressive game for a rookie. It's CJ, it's something he should be proud of. I think this was a really impressive win. I'm not sure what the deal is going to be with their kicker going forward, but if they're going to be – they're 4-4 four and four right now. So, like, the season's in their own hands right now. This is a huge game against Cincinnati. I can say a whole bunch of nice things, and I will say nice things about them going, up, uh, going next, but – Noah Brown, six receptions, 153 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Dalton Schultz, 10 receptions, 130 yards, one touchdown. And then Tank Dell, six receptions, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, tons and tons of yardage. Big play. You know, when we talk about the Patriots just struggling to score 17 points, and you hear of a rookie who scored 39 and got a touchdown with 46 seconds left with, you know, not not the greatest of weapons, not the greatest of coaching, and just, just getting the job done. It's a, a very, very impressive week. I, I think that they should be really happy that they have CJ going forward. Uh, but this week, there's, they're going to be in some trouble because they're going to be running into the big, bad Cincinnati Bengals, 
We're five and three. Look out. This team just whooped Buffalo. And I'm saying whooped because Burrow, 31 for 44, 348, two touchdowns, just looking like his old self. And it's getting towards that time of year, getting a little bit colder. He seems locked in. This team seems so ready. I'll take Cincinnati easily this week. I hope it's a shootout, though. I hope we get to see some points. But I, I see Cincinnati. I think I could argue Cincinnati is the best team in the league right now. I, I really think I could. I don't think it would be that hard. Uh, so I'll take Cincinnati. Who you got? Uh, I'm also going to go Cincinnati. Uh, it just that's the thing with the with the rookies. It's you can do it one week, but you're just not veteran enough to know. Okay, this is exactly how it works. So I think CJ, you know, you're never as high as your highs, and you're never as low as your lows. So it, there's going to be something that's he, he he might stink it up this week. And it doesn't mean that he's the worst quarterback in the world. It's just hey, he's a rookie. But to see these flashes is just a lot of fun. Where we've kind of been talking uh, that. There's just a lot of not great quarterback play. And as more of the more established guys are getting older, saying, hey, where are the new new guys coming in that are going to be exciting to watch? And so to just see, okay, here's a guy. Sure looks like he has it. But Joey Burrow, almost like when you're not hurt, it's way easier to play football. And then even smashed his finger up and still uh, was able to able to battle through. Uh, I like what they're like what they're doing. Even with uh, Jamar Chase not playing playing so well, not getting the ball so much, they were still able to figure out a way to uh, to to get their win uh, against the you know we all thought like good Bills team. So definitely uh, not a not not a slouch uh, victory. But I'm still gonna go go with the Bengals. All right, next game the five and four New Orleans Saints at the five and four Minnesota Vikings, who. I don't even know if when we made our picks last week had their starting quarterback. Midweek, they trade for Josh Joshua Dobbs from the Arizona Cardinals. He's not scheduled to start, but sure enough, their rookie gets injured in a heartbeat, and he ends up being in there for the whole game. Leads an incredible comeback. This was the other like mind-blowing performance. It wasn't just CJ this past week. Joshua Dobbs, 31-28 over Atlanta. I, I can't fathom this. I picked against this team thinking... Even if they did get another quarterback, this guy's going to have 48 hours with this team in which neither of those days are going to even be practiced. And they weren't. This guy left the game yesterday introducing himself and saying that he didn't know everyone's name on the team because why would he? I, I don't know whether to say maybe it's not as important to practice or that this is just a really, really, really impressive victory for Josh Dobbs. That should be celebrated at a, a team that's 5-4. and four. Again, both these teams, somebody's going to – one of these teams is going to have a successful year. All right, It's not going to be – like anything spectacular, but one of these teams I feel like is going to be really close to 500. It just seems wild to say that Minnesota is still alive, knowing what they've been through and some of the losses they've had this year and all of the luck they had last year. They are where they are, and I'm going to go with them this week. I'm going to ride the Josh Dobbs bandwagon. I was riding a little bit in Arizona. I just like this guy's a competitor. It doesn't make any sense, and it's one of those things that you just don't bet against. So I'm going with Joshua Dobbs in the Minnesota Vikings. I, I I'm sure – they could easily look terrible this week, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm riding this bandwagon of just having some fun. So uh, I'm going with them. Who you got? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go to the Saints, but the Dobbs story is just one of those awesome sports stories. It's just amazing. Uh, a lot of times news like this comes out after and or I, I, maybe not this specific news, but uh, you see it more in basketball. Like, oh, no, 
Jimmy Butler lost and then he stayed at, you know, the court shooting for two hours and the other there's pictures of it or something like that or other stories where it's like just over and dated with just so much of it. But I couldn't get enough of seeing this over and over again because it is just so ridiculously hard. It's hard enough to be a quarterback with all of the possible preparation. Most of these quarterbacks have all of the time. Like this is their full time job. He he's coming to a completely different team. Are there stuff? Is is there stuff that's the same? Yeah, probably. But a lot of times these teams are running different schemes. All of the play calling is different. There's even if the structure is similar. I mean, he, the way he he described it was, you know, you're studying French and then they're like, hey, take the Spanish test. It's like, well, yeah, it's still language, it's still football, but it's totally different. You know, they're showing him on the sideline. He took zero snaps during practice. Well, he also spent the entire week wasn't probably. Out there. He also spent the entire week preparing to play a different team. He wasn't ready. He wasn't yeah. scheduled to play Atlanta. How could he know? He wasn't traded yet. You know, so like he he was preparing for another no team, idea. and then ends up getting thrown into all this. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't completely blindsided. I'm sure he studied film on most of the teams throughout the league. But of of recent this week to only have a couple of days in comparison to normally having a week. And it's not a, it's a really hard position. So like, I just think this is a, an impressive win. And well, I even, even the, even taking a snap in, 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 in a football game, you have to have the, the chemistry, right? With the, uh, w- with the center. It's a very weird, like intimate position that you're in that you just kind of just, Oh, you know, don't, don't really think all the way through as a, you know, as, as a fan, as well as the timing, the timing is so important. When you are up at the at the line, different quarterbacks just almost by accident, you have a different uh, tempo to your cadence. Even if it's just very simple, of you know, you get up to the line and just set, hut, like that amount of time in between, and that's just if you're doing that. Let alone, okay, here's what we actually call, and not even talk about like the plays where he's getting radioed in the plays and then has to ask the guys that he doesn't know. Hey, what are you doing on this play? I have no idea. I mean, it started off terribly, which makes way more sense. A sack and then a strip fumble. So I I, I just got to imagine there'd be a lot of guys that after that would have just, you know, basically packed up shop. Like, yep, you're just going to turn around to, you know, 180 degrees. You hand it off to the running back. And we're just going to get out of here so no one gets themselves killed. So for him to just be able to pull himself up and say, all right, no, dust himself off. I'm going to try to win this game. And somehow figuring it out, it's just amazing to me. Wild. It's 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 a very impressive game. It's it's worthy of talking about in a, in a name that you should be knowing. One of these teams, like I said, they're both five and four. This is kind of a big game for one of them, where they, they you know, you stay at five hundred, you you could go either direction. But this is one where you can kind of get a little bit of a lead here. All right, moving on. Next game, the Green Bay Packers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Packers were one of the picks that you got correctly this past week where they whooped on the Rams to to only put up three points. They managed to put up 20. Nothing really to brag about for Green Bay. I don't like this Green Bay team. I already hit the panic button on Jordan Love. I can't believe that they won last week. They they didn't play well. Like, I, like it looks like 20 to three. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, like good job. But if you watch that game, they have no offensive threat at all. It's all luck. They, they, this guy doesn't have it. And, and I'm saying this as they're going against the luckiest opponent, the the rocky Pittsburgh Steelers, who just get their ass beat for 10 rounds and then come back in the last two seconds. It's like lulling everyone to sleep. I, I, I can't get over how bad their 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 offense is. Pickett is not good. Pickett's basically completing 50% of his passes. That That's just not good. You, you're almost better off just not throwing the ball that much. 
they end up getting uh, going against Thursday. They end up getting Levis, who only had a couple days to get ready. The the rookie for Tennessee. I I, I don't know which one of these teams is really more phony to, to have as many victories as they are. The only good thing I'll say is uh, Deontay Johnson's back, and it, it seems like he's got a little groove to his step, and I, and I think that'll be enough offense for Pittsburgh to just skate by this terrible Packers team. But I'm I could easily get burned by both these teams. They burned me last week, where I picked the Rams and I, I picked against both of them. Uh, so I'll go with Pittsburgh. Who you got? I am also going with Pittsburgh. Not quite a, a bye week, but uh, played the Thursday game last week, so there's a little uh, little extra time. So I think Tomlin will just have them ready, and I agree with you that Jordan Love just it's not quite all the way there. I, I don't I still don't think that the Steelers are that good, but I think this is a situation where they probably should win by more, and yep, they'll eke one out. But they're they're just better than the Packers. All right, next game: the Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both going through some pretty tough losses this past week. Uh, Will Levis, not not his greatest game. What I will say is he got a lot of people involved. I, I don't I didn't hear too many people talking about this, and I don't know if it means a whole lot, but he did complete the ball to eight different players. A lot of them had more than one catch as well. I think only one of them had one catch. So spreading the ball out, I, I guess that's that's, that's kind of good. You know, you obviously want to get your targets to your best receivers, but if if you can't, you know, the next best option is you, you work it around to whoever's open. Now, now Tampa Bay, I, I just wrote not bad and not great because. It really wasn't bad, but it really wasn't that great. I thought Rashad White had a pretty good game. I thought Baker was hot and cold. You know, he made some really good plays, and then he didn't make them when they really needed it. He still managed to put up a bunch of points, so I, I'm not sure if Tennessee is going to be able to score with them, and I, I want to go with Tampa Bay. It just Is Tampa trying to win this year or not? Like, I know they're trying to, but w- what is the real direction of Tampa Bay's future here? I think Tennessee is a little bit more excited with Levis to have more of a positive future, and I think they're going to try and go out there and win. So I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans on the road and just hope that Levis is a little bit more like his first get- debut than he was this past week. Uh, who are you going with? You rolling with Baker again? Give me Tampa Bay. Give me them at, them at home. Give me the Baker being the veteran. I got <laughs> I got nothing beyond that. Yeah, no, it's not it's not great. I, I I tried to figure out a way out of it, but somebody's got to win. All right, uh, next game, two teams coming off a bye: the San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just picking the Niners. I, everyone wants the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are six and two, to be represented as a six and two record with some of these other teams, and I, I just don't think they are. I, I don't. I think this is going to be a real size up. If they they want to be talked about, they got to take care of business this week. I don't think they will. I think the Niners needed this bye week as much as any other team, and they will be recovered and ready to dominate Jacksonville. I'm going to lock in the San Francisco 49ers. Lock it in over Jacksonville. Who you got? I'm going with the Jaguars. So, excellent. You're locking it in. I feel even better about my pick. Uh, I think the the 49ers, I think the break's going to help them. But I think this is a a much closer game than people would have thought a few weeks ago. And so, just trying trying to switch things up. I just got got a feeling uh, 49ers aren't quite all the way back. Uh, West Coast coming in, I happen to come east. And that, that can be tricky, especially one week after, you know, the time change. You know, might be might be some sleepy, sleepy 49ers. So, yep, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Next game, Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Cleveland winning 27 to nothing over Arizona. A Deshaun Watson victory, something we haven't got to say a whole lot. He did play. He did play the whole game. I don't really want to talk about him anymore. I'm so frustrated with the hot and cold fantasy thing. He just seems to burn me every week regardless, as well as that team. Defensively, it's like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And then this other week was like, wait, wait, how is that same defense giving up what they gave up? They showed up this week, take care of a team they should have beat. 
All that being said, I thought Lamar Jackson played one of his best games this past weekend. The numbers might not reflect it, but I thought the efficiency was just incredible. Everything they needed to beat Seattle, they put up 37 points to their three. It's just it's just an easy, simple game. Just find the open guy, throw it to him, don't do anything too crazy, hand off the ball at the goal line, and just take care of business. I, I thought this was a spectacular game by Lamar. I'm much more excited to see how he plays going forward. I'm sure you'll still get your fantasy bump for all those guys that were a little bummed out not getting a touchdown. But if you watch this eye test, this was a really good game for Lamar. I think he'll be very good this week, and I'll take Baltimore at home. Who you got? I'm also going to go going to go with the Ravens. You mentioned that the Bengals uh, might be the best team. I'm wondering if maybe uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are the uh, are the best team. That uh, AFC North, if the season ended right now, they'd all be in the playoffs, which is uh, pretty uh, pretty impressive. So I'm sure they're going to kind of eat each other a little bit as they keep having to play each other. But uh agree with you that I thought Lamar played well, despite not really putting up the, uh, the fantasy stats, but just the team overall, it just, it just got, got the job done. And it, it just, so I, I think they're good. They can take care of the Browns at home. All right. Less fun game four and five Atlanta Falcons at the one and eight Arizona Cardinals. Someone's got to win. I, I, this Atlanta team, I don't know if they're just destined for misery of a whole bunch of close games that they either luck out or, don't luck out in it. It's, 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 uh, they, I guess they're the better team. They got four wins to the other team's one. I'm going to go with Atlanta on the road. I have no other reason other than that. I, who you got? I'm going with the Falcons. The Cardinals are legitimately not good. The Falcons are just kind of not good. Uh, if, if, if the Falcons can't beat the Cardinals, I think Arthur Smith's, uh, seat is going to get, get awfully, awfully warm where you got two, First, uh, first round picks that are playing less than your than your other guys, and I, I think it's just going to make it real easy to say, hey, yep, yeah, you're you, you have the talent, you are not using it. Uh, we don't know why, and we are going to have we're going to get somebody else that will use this talent. Why are we drafting Bijan in the first round? Why are we drafting Pitts in the first round? I'm not even going to do it. You could have so many other positions that could be helping your team in in infinite amounts of ways. Just have those picks just sit in the sideline, and and not even. I mean, Algier had a good game. I'll, I'll give you that. You know, what is it? John o. Smith had a good game. I, I, I'll give you that. But that's that's not helping your team going forward. That like going forward, these guys have to get better. They have to get to run. They, they have to play. That like you're you're not you're not a championship contender. You're you're a developing team. You have to develop the talent. To just not develop it at all, it's mind blowing. Especially when in like two years from now, they're gonna be like, you know what? We don't want to pay there, you guys, because we don't think you're worth it. It's like, well, you didn't play me. You know, so like, what, what are we doing here? It's, it just seems like a waste for everybody. It's not, it's not headed in the right direction. All right, next game: Detroit Lions at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Detroit coming off a bye. Chargers got the Monday Night Football game against the Jets tonight. I imagine they'll be fairly successful in that. Although with the Chargers, you, you just never know. And I think Detroit is just a steadier hand. I'm gonna go with Detroit on the road because the Chargers. They don't get home games, and they may not actually be that good of a football team. They're three and four. They'll probably take care of business tonight and be four and four. But I'm, I'm a little bit more skeptical of them, and I, and I think Detroit coming off a bye will be ready for whatever the Chargers are prepared to screw up. So who you got? Yep, give me Detroit. I don't pick the Chargers in games unless they're playing somebody really bad. All right, next game: New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys almost getting the job done. Almost getting the job done. A very good so game close. against Philadelphia. I thought Lamb had a spectacular game. Dak doing some stuff here and there. I mean, you could nitpick on a couple of weird calls. There's a couple of things that they probably could have done differently. But at the end of the day, 
I think Philly's a pretty good team. I think Dallas is a pretty good team. This was a pretty good game. Someone's got to win. I, I, I think if that game they play ten times, it's, it's they may split them five and five. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be holding my head down uh, for Dallas at all. But the the good news is, is they get the Giants this week, and you have to take care of business this week. I think Dallas is a lock to win. If you don't get this one done, I I I don't know how to sympathize for you because I think there's a lot of talent on this team that somehow doesn't always get put together properly, and you got to win this week. Who you got? Giants got destroyed by the Raiders. Not just any team, the Raiders. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys, and then you can lock it in. This is my lock of the week. All right, next game, Washington Commanders at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks having a pretty rough game last week, getting whooped by Baltimore. I imagine they're going to have a bit of a bounce back. I, I think this will be a high-scoring game. Uh, if you have some fantasy implications, I would be playing guys in, on both these rosters. I think it's will end up being a higher-scoring game. Uh, I think Seattle's got a steadier offense. I know Howell is hot and cold. If he's going to be rushing for 23-yard third and threes or third and 23s and getting them successfully, I think it'll be pretty hard to beat. But I don't think he'll do that because they're not playing the Patriots. I'll take Seattle at home. Big bounce back for them. Hopefully Geno plays a little bit better. Who you got? I am also going to go with Seattle. Uh, commanders are going to have to go against a team with, uh, with some actual talent and, you know, just not cupcakes they can just run all over. So, yeah, give me give me Geno. And, uh, yeah, see if he can play a little better than he did this week. All right, next game, New York Jets at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders, as you said, very successful this past week, 30-6 to against the New York Giants. Jets playing Monday night football against the Chargers. I think the Jets' defense is good enough to win this game. I know the Raiders put up points against the Giants, so that's just the difference between the Giants and the Jets is the Jets actually have a good defense, and they will – be better. I, you know, I wanna, I wanna give Antonio Pierce a shout out for being the new coach for the Raiders. They, they cleaned house over there. No more GM, no more head coach, and they, they had a, they had a good week. I, I want to see one more week. I, I feel like they, if they take care of business this week against the Jets, that I will be leaning a little bit more to them. But I, I'm still a little skeptical. I, I'm not sure if that team's as good as they needed to be. And I just think the Jets can win a sloppy game if it's going to be nine to six, and they just have a steadier defense. So I'll take the Jets on the road, but. You know, I'd keep an eye on this Raiders team. They're four and five. There were higher expectations going into the year, and, and who knows where they end up with the with the new coach and maybe a little energy boost here. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm in a similar spot where you, I think we see this sometimes where it, and it sure seems like the McDaniels was not well-liked, and so when the new guy comes in, there's a little bit of a pop, but there's a reason that the first coach wasn't doing so hot because just the team – just does, doesn't quite have it, so I don't expect them to go on any sort of run, uh, even though it's just you know not like the Jets are uh, un, unbeatable. But I had a question for you when I you know heard the news that you know GM, coach, and uh, coordinator, would you feel better or worse if you were fired in a in a group rather than being fired solo? Uh. I mean, it's never going to feel good to be fired. I suppose it's just you can pick between bad and worse, but uh, I think I would rather be fired with the group. I, I also i i have a I, I think I'd have a hard time if if I was an assistant taking over because I, I I'd recognize that I certainly wanted to be a head coach, but I signed up for the assistant position, and when the vacancy for the head thing opens up, I I, I kind of I think you should almost ride with the ship sometimes. And there's certainly great opportunities. This is a great way to. to get an opportunity for head coaching it's not something that anyone can kind of walk in and do so I understand walking away from that opportunity but I, I I'd like to think that you're a united team you're a united coaching team as well so I, I think getting going going down as a group is fine 
Well, what I didn't think was so fine is that <laughs> Devontae Adams had asked for a trade and the regime that just all got fired said no. And then the trade deadline ended and then they were like, OK, cool. I guess you're just stuck here. I didn't think that was cool. I, I think that was just. Well, and they and they said, well, don't worry, we'll, 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 you know, new regime will get you the ball. And then more than last week, but, you know, not not so much of it. You know, it's like, well. If the team know, you know, the other team knows, hey, this guy wants to get fed, and already he's good. Like he's already got like a ton of attention, so it, it's 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 a tough spot to be in. I I just thought that was that wasn't the right way to treat that 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 player essentially, because then he's trying to better his situation. He's opening a line of communication. He isn't just saying, you know, get rid of me. He's he's trying to say, hey, we gotta we gotta do something about it. And then they they're doing something about it. it was like there yeah, i will just get rid of everyone else and we'll basically throw out this whole year because it's, you can't just get rid of everyone and assume the rest of the year is going to get better because there's no yeah how are you supposed to focus on uh other people's jobs when your job is very much at stake i the this you, you can't do the josh jobs 48 hours preparation and just assume this team's gonna be better all these other teams have had the same guys for years and not even the, the same coordinators and all that just the cohesion is, is hard to get but they won last week. I I would hold on to that victory and just like I said, if they turn around this week, I think I think it'll be worth talking about. But we we got to free Devonte, man, or we got to get him a quarterback, or Garoppolo's got to be healthy. So something has to change over there, much more than just the the coaching regime. It, it needs quarterbacks. So, something. Uh, where uh where does McDaniel's end up? I feel confident saying he'll never be a head coach again. I think he easily could be a coordinator for just about any team and I think most teams would certainly contemplate all that I don't want I don't want him back in New England though do you I, I I'm not like waiting in open arms for all that it seems like he was very much a Brady guy and that was great for then it hasn't been so great without Brady though right like it's it's really only worked then I think I think he has talent uh but I think uh, we're we're realizing that probably a lot of other franchises realize is that hey you actually need a quarterback with that, that that's good combined with an offensive coordinator that's good to really make the magic where when you don't have one or the other it doesn't really matter you can have the best offensive coordinator and it's not really going to help you all right last game of the week denver broncos at the buffalo bills denver coming off a bye and i'm betting they're i bet they wish that they were going to have another bye this week because they're they're going into buffalo who is going to be as angry as ever and they're going to take out all the anger on the Denver Broncos. I imagine this won't be the same team that's lost the last couple of weeks here. They're going to wake up. They're going to realize they're five and four and that this is, this is kind of slipping from them and that they have some real problems, but don't worry. Denver's coming to town, fresh off a bye, fresh off some tanking. They're ready. They're ready to lose. So I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. I, 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 they have to win this one. This is another one. If you're a team that is better than the average bear, you have to win this game. You have to win against bad teams. I'll take Buffalo. Who you got? Yep, give me Buffalo. Still don't know how the Broncos uh, beat the Chiefs. Uh, I just, I imagine that Josh Allen will not have the flu. Uh, he's got a real bad uh, knack of throwing an interception these days. So if he could just kind of keep that in check, that'll probably be helpful. But I think this is much more of a revenge tune-up sort of game. And uh, the Broncos are going to be, unfortunately, at the receiving end of that. Yeah, all right. Those are our picks for the week. Make sure you fill yours all out before Thursday and Sunday, everything kicks off a little earlier on Sunday. That uh, that nine thirty game in Germany will wake you up for sure. Uh, all right, this week's fantasy heroes and zeros. Who do we got? We'll start with the zeros. Lot of well-known wide receivers. T 
Tyreek Hill, George Pickens, Jamar Chase, Zay Flowers, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis with an actual zero uh, after the week before being pretty, being pretty good. Uh, running backs, we have Zach Moss and we have Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker has definitely been trending very much down. Uh, I, oof, not not good there. And then tight ends, uh, Travis Kelsey. As a uh, proud uh, Travis Kelsey owner, I thought it was all fun and games a couple of weeks ago when it was, hey, look at these stats when uh, – Taylor's in the in, in the in the box in the stands. It's like ah ha yeah that's kind of funny. But now that she hasn't and he hasn't been playing well, uh well now it seems like my fantasy team is tied directly to if Taylor Swift is in attendance or not. So I would like her to keep or to like show back up so my team can win. So that has been a unique twist that I was not expecting for this football season. And then for the heroes, uh quarterback we have Dak Prescott. Couldn't quite get it for his team, but probably got it for your your fantasy team if you played him. Uh, wide receiver Amari Cooper. Running back Rashad White, couple of tight ends, Cole Komet, Taysom Hill. I saw a stat saying in the past four weeks, I think Taysom Hill has uh, just as many or maybe just a little bit more points than uh, than Travis Kelsey. He, uh, I believe, threw a touchdown this week, which does, doesn't always do. And then defenses, the Browns, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. All were fantasy heroes. You would have been happy to have them, especially the Browns going against Arizona. Uh, they were, I believe, the the highest ranked coming in and very much even exceeded those expectations. Fantasy defenses, man. Don't even don't even bother. I played Dallas this past week because statistically they are the number one fantasy defense. Now they're going against Philly, and that should scare you away from just anyone because there's only so many good defenses. There are so many good offenses. If you can avoid going against a good offense, it doesn't really matter what defense you play against, but I didn't have a roster spot to drop them. I, it, it's it's not easy. So when you get a big game out of that from a team coming out of nowhere, big, big, big bonus there. Uh, all right, moving along. It is that time of year. College basketball is kicking off tonight. There are some games to look forward to this week. What's, uh, what's something we should kind of keep our eyes on? Not even tonight. It's already, it's already tipped off this, this afternoon. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Uh, Oregon is kind of laying the beatdown on Georgia right now. That game started at 4.30, but in an odd sort of twist, it's uh, it's in Las Vegas. So it's really uh, like an early afternoon game out there. You can definitely tell by the crowd there's not a lot of people there, um, which is just, just odd, odd timing. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they got some, some more games going on. And I really think it was a miss that more teams didn't play in the afternoon. It seems like all the afternoon games were all teams that were playing – non-division one teams are playing uh d2 teams you know make make sense first game of the year a lot, a lot of tune-up games happening uh you know across all all, all levels but it just seemed like a real good opportunity to avoid uh going against monday night football if you played it even, even six o'clock but nope there'll be a bunch of a uh, bunch of games tonight uh didn't add any uh, any for for tonight because I figure anybody listening to this won't be able to see it. But three of the premier matchups for for this week, uh, the first one uh, tomorrow, Auburn uh, versus Baylor. This is going to be a neutral site. Uh, Baylor is ranked. Auburn is not quite yet. They are kind of right on the on the cusp with a win here. They could probably be ranked next week. But uh, one sort of just general sports wrinkle is tomorrow is uh, election day. So there are no NBA games tomorrow. So if you were looking for your little basketball fix, that game is at nine o'clock Eastern on ESPN. So you're, you, know, you might need just need to get your fix. Uh, next one, Friday, 
uh, not even not even really a, a homer on this one, but uh, Arizona at Duke, both both ranked teams, and this is at Cameron Indoor. This is not at a neutral site. Uh, it, it's tough. Uh, there's like a lot of money in doing these neutral site games, and I think it helps with the recruiting. You know, you can you can go and play where a guy is from and still get him to go to your school, but it's like this is where this is where the students are this is where they're gonna you know be the loudest this is like the hardest uh environments to play this is a the first of a, a home and home so next year duke will be playing at arizona so if anyone's saying oh yeah typical duke only playing home games well next year we'll be playing there that that's the agreement this is the the shire era things are a little bit different and also on friday we have tennessee at wisconsin and this will also be a at the college, not at a at a neutral site. So there are going to be a ton of games. I think there's 114 games going on tonight. But those are three of the uh, you know the premier matchups to really just kind of you know get to get a sort of taste for uh, for for what to expect. As a newly committed Michigan State fan, I I'm worried of all these early games where like I wouldn't have any sympathy in losing to Duke. You know that that's a good team. The, the rest of the world seems to agree to that. It's the Lost to the Southern Illinois or Southern blah 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 or you, the, the middle of nowhere blanks and I I don't I don't want to blow those games so I, I am a little nervous that the game doesn't really the season doesn't really start till next week I feel like even the basketball season doesn't even start till Arizona Duke kicks off where it's like finally two ranked teams playing let's see if these rankings mean anything because within a week of now they're they're going to be shuffled entirely and and that's that's exciting uh, anything else how are you feeling about Michigan State's uh as a like you said as, as a new fan a new team just you know they're they're, they're tipping off tonight uh are you, are you are they getting one of the screens or are you watching them on your laptop or are you just gonna check the score later and watch nba like what what's kind of your uh your your go-to here they're, they're not gonna make the screen they gotta be playing somebody worthy of watching for me to watch them i'm not gonna be that psycho fan you know i'm not i don't i don't they're not of there are so many other fandoms that i have to prioritize over them all right so there will be days where they they will get their priority when there isn't quite as many options, but I am such an NBA junkie at this point. I mean, I'm watching I'm watching like four, five, six games at the same time, switching back and forth, big screen, little screen, quad boxing, audio over there. It's 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 oh, been here. You, so so here you go. So you got you got the opener tonight. So I would say you at least want to keep an eye on the score. If this gets close, you're gonna to have to turn it on. You know, you're gonna to have to make sure you know you got them go. You know, get get a victory here. But I get you with all the NBA and everything, but. You guys are playing. You mentioned Southern something. You are playing Southern Indiana. Should be a absolute cakewalk, and that is on Thursday, Thursday evening. And like we said on Thursday, there are only two NBA games in that very uh, not uh, looking very good uh, NFL game. So I think that's really the one that. All right, no, I'm a real fan. You know, I'm keeping an eye on it, and this is the one. And they're gonna blow them out. So you just you got it on in the first half, and maybe even through the first uh, first half, it just ends up going on going on mute. Uh, you know, on, on the background is just a absolute cakewalk. Like Izzo is not afraid to throw a game early. I think he wants to get his attention of his of his players. I mean, you never want to lose, but I do think he's a coach that isn't afraid to really let a lesson be learned here, and that they don't they just need to get in the tournament. Like I, I never felt like Michigan State has truly been prioritizing seeding. I think they've this, always that. That's conference uh, time. I could see that happens in January. If you start losing to James Madison tonight or Southern Indiana on Thursday, that's more of what happened to Louisville last year, where it's not, oh, no, like, yeah, you know, just a little tune-up. You know, we got beat. You know, you went on the road and you had to play Purdue or something like that. That is a, oh, no. 
something terrible happened, and are we going to win more than four games? So I don't think you should take it so casually. All right, and anything else for college basketball? Otherwise, I'm going to talk about the real sport, and that's the professionals. That's the NBA, at which we got midseason tournament. It started. It's like one week into the season, and they're calling it the midseason tournament. If we rename this, is that is that going to make it sound better, or is it just no other better option than midseason tournament that starts on the second week of the season? It wouldn't hurt. Like, I, I thought for like the longest time we were calling it midseason tournament and then we might just continue to call it that but really it had like an actual name and it's like oh no you this is just literally the name of it it's like there, there was no sort of attempt to like come up with a real name like that this really seems like the all right well this is just a placeholder we'll figure out all the rules we'll get all the buy-in but you know yeah we'll, we'll change the name later and then it just stuck well a couple of things so the midseason tournament has started and the scheduling of it could be whatever but they're going to be playing on Fridays and Tuesdays this Tuesday election day so nothing this Tuesday last Friday I thought it was a pretty big success in the branding I thought it was very colorful which was attention grabbing and very if you, colorful and if you weren't familiar with it I think you would be asking yourself what is this and if you found out what it was you'd probably then say this is really silly but if you didn't there'd at least be an interest of saying trying to figure out what is this and that's that's good for what they're doing. They're trying to get people to recognize that these are these are games that really don't have any more value, but they're trying to make a little bit more valuable. I, I'm not against all of this, and I, I, I've already noticed some things. We're going to talk about Wembenyama. I, I think this is a perfect example of what this tournament can bring, and it's playing the same team more often than you normally would. They're like little mini-series, more or less. Like I think Wembenyama playing phoenix this past week what was it two nights in the, two nights in a in a row basically it was a, maybe one night apart I, I think for a guy like that to get comfortable playing the same team it, it's rewarding and i think it almost builds up a, a rivalry of, of an experience against one another and it, i think it'll make even better games so i'm i'm all for this i i did think the colors were a little strong on the court and it was a little hard on the eyes but i think they have successfully branded this and that's that's really what they were after so who, who am i to argue against this i it could have just been a regular old court and nobody would ever have any idea that these are trying to be any different. And I think they were successful in that. So uh, I'm sure you're going to pick apart the tournament a little bit. You, you weren't as excited going into it after day one. How are your thoughts now? I think that the courts were very loud. There was no mistaking. These are tournament games. You, you, you turn it on and I was even prepared that they were going to happen. But anyone that would just flicking through the channels and saw that I could see them initially go is college basketball start already because these these are not oh no these are NBA courts oh, okay so then you know you look into it uh I I got nothing really to like poo poo on it but I I just I wonder we are not the demographic for this we are the guys that are half league pass we are already watching before this started you, you know it has to do more with our free time more than whether you know, the in-season tournament games are going on. It's like, I've, I'm not prioritizing one over just a regular season game. I watched a bunch of them on Friday, but I had way more to do that. It was just Friday and I was hanging out more than, oh, well, it's tournament games. I got to really see who's 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 doing what. So, like, I'm just really not the, you know, the, the correct person for it. I, I don't know if I really saw any sort of uh, crazy uptick in, like, competitiveness. Maybe that'll happen as it, as it goes further along. Look, it's not going to happen in every every little division or every little group that they're all in. But in a few of them, some of these teams are going to 
learn to hate each other quickly. All right, and it's only been one day. So well, you say that, but don't they only play each other once? I I imagine it'll grow over over time. I think they do. They do a round robin. No, 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 no. It must be yeah, because I think it's five five in each group. So you play four. You so there's four teams to play. So you, but I think you play eight times. So I think you play. It's a home and home. So you play each team twice. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's enough for to start a rivalry. But then it's like, well, these are basically the same teams that you play within your division. So like, how much more of a rivalry can the Celtics have with the you know the I, they the, they the, the Knicks it, than they already do? They played it a little safe with with them reflecting more or less the same Atlantic division that we we've, we've played in the past. But they're they're tweaking with it a little bit, and as you can see, year to year, they can tweak this even more. And I think that's the appealing yeah. part about all this, where they are like, you know what, Celtics Knicks, we can't get rid of that. That stays in, but this year we're throwing in, I don't know, the Clippers, something something wild, just something that really could never have been done before, and now this kind of opens up an opportunity to it. So, like, I, I'm all for it, but this wasn't the only news of the week. There was also an NBA trade, a one that we had. We, we Did we talk about this last week? This happened during the week, right? We didn't, we didn't get to this. Did we get to the James Harden trade? Nope. Well, James Harden was traded. He finally got his way. He went to the Clippers. Him and P.J. Tucker. I already have the hot take that I think P.J. Tucker is going to play more minutes for the Clippers than James Harden will. I, the Harden. Oh, boy. The Harden. He already did. P.J. got traded that day, and he played the fourth quarter in overtime later that, that night. Like, that, that's that's who P.J. Tucker is. That's not who James Harden is. I, I, I'm i not excited for, for anything of, of, of any of this. I'm, I'm happy that Maxie is getting his shot in Philly, and that seems to be working out just fine. It seems like they got some picks. I don't know if any of them will amount to anything they can do this year to help them this season. And I think that's a hard part about the team, the deal that the Philadelphia 76ers did agree to. And if you're James Harden, the the comments of uh, I'm not a system, I am a system, I can't play in a system. Well, I don't even know what it was. It was so stupid and so irrelevant and just such a desperation of, of trying to be relevant and trying to be back in the spotlight. I, I don't like that they've already announced that he's definitely going to start. Who Whose idea was that? I feel like they finally just got the best Westbrook we've seen in years going on here, and they're just going to mess with that, and that's that's not volatile at all. It's just Also, they have so many scorers on this team that who is going to be the role players? Like Somebody has to do the screening, the rebounding. Not everyone is just going to be able to dribble and shoot. And the idea that he's going to come in and be their point guard and set up all these guys – I, I think this is a terrible move. I, I'm not betting in on it at all. I I really think like Harden's going to be out of the league in a year or two, and I, that's never going to happen, but it just feels like we're getting closer and closer to that actually being a possibility. I, I You have anything else to add here? Like this this guy just takes up all of our damn time, and he's not even good enough to do it is, is the reality of it. But what do you got on him? <laughs> I think this is a – this this puts uh, puts fans in the seats, and they, they have the new stadium next year. And so Harden will be under contract, all these guys, and just, hey, we're at least going to have star power. Hopefully we'll be good because we have these stars or maybe former stars, maybe a little less shiny stars. But you you need to, you know, get guys, get people to sign up for here is a, yeah, I'll sign up for season tickets. And you're not signing up for season tickets because of Nicholas Batum or guys like that. Harden, and Harden's been around. So, He's very, very well known. And I don't know. It seems like maybe he hasn't quite lost uh, all of his shine. But I, I think that's why that's why they did it. Uh, I 
as a Celtics fan, I think it's worse for us because now he's not on the uh, not on the Sixers anymore. And with, with him not being on the Sixers, them pretty much not really having his replacements, just like a, a complete zero, they've only lost one game. Like, they're off to a pretty good start. And I think it's really going to help the Sixers out where when they get asked questions after games, they're going to be about the basketball game they played in and not, hey, what are your feelings about James Harden? What do you think about what he's doing? What is like, I just know whenever this kind of thing happens in sports, it's just, hey, yes, we are on the same team. No, we are not best friends. No, we do not talk all the time. I have no idea what his thought process is. Like, all I do is I work with him. Like, do you know what your coworker is up to? Do you want to get asked a ton of questions about it? No, I just want to play basketball. So I think the Sixers, uh, I I don't know what they're going to do to actually, uh, um, like, take these pieces and turn them into a star. I think that's going to be very hard, but Maury's really good. And I just wonder if kind of getting this – uh obsession infatuation whatever you want to call it with harden if he can kind of go back to what he was doing on the rockets earlier on where it was making these smaller you know you're hitting singles and doubles and not just going for i'm just trying to hit you know this grand slam in this very unique spot and need it to work and just all right take some cap space uh here you know get a pick here and there and just you know a little, little more small ball it all right who won the championship last year the Denver Nuggets. All right, so James Harden just got added to the Clippers. Does this move help them beat the Denver Nuggets in any way? Like, is it this is like they got stronger at a strength they didn't need. Like, they already have an infinite of that. What they don't have is anyone to play defense, anyone to make corner threes, anyone to move without the ball, anyone to cut, screen, pat. Like, no. You know what they did add? Harden has been relatively durable. He's been on these other teams. Some of the reasons that it's been an issue is because the other guys have gotten hurt among many other things, but he has kind of been the one that has been, you know, all right, yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing. So that has been an issue for the Clippers. So is it, all right, well, Harden's in here. So when Kawhi isn't playing for two weeks and Paul George is out and you're saying, well, it's a duplicate strength. It's well, actually these guys are hurt a lot. We actually do need a, a, a redundancy system. Look, I don't wish injury upon him, but I think it'll be really easy to never root for James Harden ever. And he's done nothing to change my mind at all. And if anything to this, it's just it's just a big stink on him that's just getting smeared all over the Clippers. And sell your tickets. I'm sure they're going to have some great regular season moments. I just imagine you're trying to sell regular season tickets. You're not trying to sell playoff tickets because this isn't a move that really makes you any better in the playoffs. And if I eat my words in, in a couple months, so be it. But I, I think I can strongly say – I will not be. I, I don't see it happening. This this team is holding onto a window that closed maybe a year or two ago, and they're so committed to it because they don't have a choice. They really don't. Like, they don't. I, like all their all their draft picks are gone. So like if you are the Clippers, Shea I, is gone. I, I understand that this there's no real out of this, and this is the best deal that was available to you of value of what you could afford. It's similar to Dallas' situation where they got ended up with Kyrie and Grant Williams. It was. Wasn't exactly what you wanted to do. If you could have access to everything in any any player, I'm sure you would do other options. But what was available to you for the budget you had and the players you had access to, th this is no-brainer for the Clippers. I just don't think that this gets them any closer because it just improves the same formula that isn't enough. You need a whole team. You don't just need guys that can put the ball in the hoop. You need more. And maybe Harden's willing to finally sacrifice and do all that and do a little bit more. But 
I just I also wouldn't have touched the volatility of Westbrook. I thought they were getting really good Westbrook out of all this, and if this turns into Laker Westbrook, you're just gonna have a problem that you didn't have before. And I don't think this is a true improvement by adding Harden to it. it Did you see the uh, the video of when Harden got to the uh, the Clippers locker room? Yeah, that didn't look comfortable. That there's there that, was that was weird, right? Like, did they want it? They one, just... one, like, why is somebody filming in the locker room? And then two, you, whoever reviewed that said, yeah, this is good for the Clippers. Let's get that out there. That I thought that was the weirder part was that they were, I, I don't, I, I have no idea. I don't really know the reaction that I should have to it. it, it it's two guys. So just to, if, if you didn't, if you didn't see the video, I'm sure you can look it up online. It's not nothing crazy, but it, it's Harden kind of, sauntering into into the locker room and these guys like backpack on but it's just like kind of very slow and just kind of looking around and then uh terrence Mann is sitting there uh i think he was on his phone but he kind of looks up and like there is almost like no change it's not like superstar james harden who is now on my team is like walked into the room it's just like all right, yeah, this guy walked in and is just like nothing. And then Westbrook's sitting there and notices him and is like kind of smiling and like there's a little bit of talk. And then Harden like kind of slowly meanders over and then they stand up and they kind of like embrace and have like a little like a little chat. But my thought is like I've seen this stuff before where uh, when I'm trying to think when Hart got traded last year to the Knicks. I remember there was a video of Jalen Brunson. I remember it was during the All Star break. It was sometime like there was a little bit of downtime, and he was just out and about, like with a like with his buddies or something. And they like had video of him, and he was thrilled because they were Villanova teammates. And it's like these guys were previous teammates, and Westbrook barely even like got up. Like well, he's gonna I, take I, his job. Like, he got traded. He's gonna take his job. Westbrook's not gonna start because of James Harden. I mean, I'm it, sure it Kawhi was, will sit out a it, couple it seemed, nights, and it, Paul George will sit out a couple it, nights. They all get to play, but like everybody healthy, Westbrook's out and Harden's in, and they've already announced this going in. I thought that was the stupidest thing to do. Also, was everybody who has been asked about this, whether it's Ty Lue, the GM, everyone, the Harden's going to start. I was like, what for? What? Why are we? Well, look at it. Look why at, are we claiming it. this? It's it, Harden is pretty much like it gets shorter every time he goes someplace. So they're like, well, we got to keep this guy happy. We got to let him know right away. Like, Hey, yeah, you're starting. Don't worry about that. Like you're good because this might be the time where it's by the all-star break that he's already saying, actually, no, this wasn't the place for me. I don't like it. I want to go somewhere else. You, you have to trade me or I'm not going to play. I think the time, the half-life just keeps getting shorter and shorter. You have to keep him happy. You just gave up assets for him. I just feel like you found, you broke the Westbrook formula, all right? We've been searching for it. Ever since he left OKC, it was how can we get this guy to be the wild card that he is but that has mostly positive vibes to it, and I feel like they figured that out, and it hasn't been easy to figure out, and now they're messing with it, and I I feel like they're messing with it before they even saw what the ceiling that Westbrook could be because last year in the playoffs, it looked pretty good for a little bit there, and then Kawhi gets hurt, and then it all falls apart. It just... I don't know if they're just planning on one of these guys getting hurt, and they're like, "Well, we'll just have another one ready for him. We'll just we'll just have Harden ready." It's, I really think that's part of it. That's insane. That's just that's that's, just, that's so like let's spend money on all of this stuff, and the, if the one breaks, we just have a backup engine. It's like no, why? You you need 
you can't you got, just have... you got Steve Ballmer that's coming from Windows, and so if you have software and you, you part of your software doesn't work great, what do you do? Well, you make sure you got you know the part of your software or a different software that could just come right in and replace that software. So I think that's a, that's the plan here. It's like it's a redundancy system. Zach, if you're building a car, you can't have two engines. You need doors, tires, windshield wipers. You 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 need you can't just have two engines. It's, it's, it doesn't work like that. It just seems like Th- just that keep... car would be so fast. Two engines in one car? This car's got five engines. They think side-by-side or stacked on top of each other. They have five engines and only one ball, only one driver. Only one person gets to drive the car at once, right? They can't all do it at the well, same you know, time. That, what are you talking about? That's the only – that, what, what car has more than one driver? I'm saying there's only one ball. It's, I, I, I pushed the analogy too far, right? It wasn't perfect. It's, it's more of <laughs> this is ridiculous that they're doing this. I, I can't believe a team is doubling down on something so – it's just such an overcommitment. That's so unnecessary. All right, so just put like a little, a little, little bow on this because I think we could both just go like, oh, uh, just all. Uh, he, so Harden is going to make his debut tonight uh, against uh, uh, at, at at the Knicks. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, I gotta imagine he's gonna get booed when he gets, gets announced, uh, but you know, on the road, that, that's to be expected. But do you think what what sort of expectation uh, are you thinking he'll have uh, coming out of that game? Uh, he'll have nine points, eight assists. And maybe one rebound. Three okay. threes, too. Three threes. No, no, no free throws. No two point shots. Three threes, nine points, eight assists, one rebound in 25 minutes. I don't even know if he'll play that much, but that, that's my guess. All right. And I think they'll boo yeah, him. Just... And I, I think he'll get booed everywhere. Oh, yeah. But that. But he would have yeah, gotten that's... booed if he was in Philly. He, he, there's nothing he can do yeah. to avoid the, the booing other than. No. Other other than being at a Clipper home game at this point, he's gonna. Which even then, I wouldn't even cross it off. Then, all right, he's a couple bad games away from getting booed by the ten fans that are at the Clipper game. All right, it's still a possibility. All right, dropping this. Plenty of NBA basketball going forward. Nothing on Tuesday. Are there any other games you're looking forward to this week? Because I got a couple I'd like to talk about. Sure. I uh, once again. It's not intentionally going going homer on this, but on Wednesday, we have Celtics at Sixers. Uh, as of right now, only one loss between them. There's uh, no more Harden. Uh, obviously, seven-game uh, series last year in the, in the playoffs. And I think this is going to be a, a kind of a, a benchmark game for, for both teams. The, the Celtics have not had to play uh, – the most difficult of competition. I think they've really taken advantage of it. And at least through these games so far have not slipped into what they've done in the past of, all right, first quarter, we're awesome. And, you know, up 15 points, maybe the start of the second's pretty good. And then by the third quarter, we've blown that 20 point lead. And now we're in a dog fight and what are we doing? And it's so infuriating. Like we, we played the Pacers without Halliburton and it was just every quarter, just, we were just adding more to this lead, more to this lead. Uh, you know, everybody's looking, looking really good. It's just whichever starters out there, it's just you can't help off of anybody. Everybody could score. Uh, Derek White should be back tonight. Uh, so and like like you said, uh, no games on Tuesday. So both these teams coming in should be fresh. Everybody should be ready to go. Obviously, the the Sixers we, you know, we just talked about the trade have a little bit of the the shakeup. So the team's a little bit different than what we we saw in the playoffs. Our team is obviously different than what we saw in the playoffs. So they're the game uh, Wednesday. I'm definitely interested to see. I'm curious to see how we defend Maxi and we defend Embiid because we have certainly taken the luxury to our offense being very dominant to our defense not being. We a have trouble with fast guards. 
which is why I'm, I'm curious. We have, we have. I'm curious uh, to see how, how it works out. I'm curious to see. I feel like there's been certain teams that have just punted the center position entirely, and Porzingis has been just towering over guys, and this will be one where it's like, oh, wow, there's there's actually someone my size in, in, the, in the game here on the other team, and not only is he your size, he's the, the MVP of Enormous. last year. So the, 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 I'm just curious to see how, how that hits us because I don't think – I feel like we've actually, despite not having a lot of centers, have been a bigger team against most of these other teams. And here we are running into a team with an actual big guy that, that you got to think more than once about. So curious about that. Uh, that's not the only game I'm looking forward to that night. Uh, the Spurs will be at the Knicks. Wemby at the Garden. I just feel like the Garden is that's – just, that's just a fun basketball game. I hope we get a good game out of that. Wemby – isn't the only game I'm looking forward to with Wemby. I, I'm looking forward to him on Friday. We'll be playing the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves with their towers got, of Gobert. And, I've got that one. Yeah, that, one, that one's on my list with both the uh, the height. And it, it's a tournament game. Just means more, Will. You know, it's going to be a big one. As well as uh, uh, Timberwolves have the, uh, the the best defense in the league uh, statistically right now. So I, I'm curious to see, again, Wemby playing against a team very similar to what I just said about Przingis. I think there have been teams that have just punted the, the position. I watched him play Toronto last night, and Scotty Barnes is guarding Wemby. And if he dribbles, he's able to body him a little bit. But if he catches the ball in, like, that Tim Duncan area, I don't see how Scotty Barnes is supposed to do anything about that when he just turns and shoots over him. Or if you bring the double – he just passes over and there's guys open in the corner and shoot like it just there's a comfort there's a comfort level that he he's getting the more he's playing against these teams and he's certainly still having games that he's getting picked on and you know rookie sort of stuff and just getting bodied maybe he's not getting calls but i do think the more he plays teams and the more frequently he plays teams you can see a comfort level i mean the, those phoenix games he scored 38 points that second time and that was with booker in that game booker didn't even play the first game I, I, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed, and he's not the only one. Chet has been killing it as well. Both of these guys have found ways to sneak into the lane and just dunk all over you without you even realizing they were capable of dunking. I think that has caught my attention a little bit more. Of like, oh wow, there there's some bounce in this. When you know it, it doesn't necessarily always sky off the ground, but when they get some lift with the length they have, they're they're just skying over people. It's just, it's incredible. I, I there's so much talent out there. I'm so excited to see where Wemby goes. I think we saw the debut during the summer league and it wasn't as great and it's just gotten better day by day. So I, I have those games listed on here. Another game on Wednesday. This will be after the Boston Philly game, the warriors at the nuggets, the nuggets just have an easy. They're just so easy to watch. It, it's an easy basketball game to watch. It's, it's all good decisions. It's all good basketball. It's all playing well together. Their defense certainly takes some nights off. I think Minnesota certainly has their ticket. I would love to see more matchups of that. But the Warriors, they have Curry and Curry. Yeah, Curry and Clay when they're when they're cooking, it, it's just like a, an old song you get to hear over and over again. It never gets old. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I, I I can't believe how many how many good games I get to watch every night. I'm, I'm really I may be the only person in the world that feels that way. But I look at these schedules and I'm like I can pick dozens and dozens of these games. Is there is there any team that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Uh, the Warriors Nuggets. That was uh, that was that was the third one that I also uh, had on my list. So you you know it must be good if two out of the three games uh, we had the had the same. Uh, this this week is just it's tough with the there being no games on Tuesdays. They just get stacked to other games, and you would think, oh well, like obviously the more basketball the better. But when there's fourteen games on in in, in one day, it's just 
it doesn't get extended. It's not like if it's during the week that, oh, well, okay, well, we'll start it earlier and it'll be like lunchtime games and afternoon games. It's like, no, no, it's just you got a, a whole bunch of games starting at seven and nine and ten. And just I, I feel it's harder to keep up with, with everything. So, uh, you know, th- this will be the last time until like the All-Star break. There's kind of or actually, no, this will be the last time until uh, Christmas Eve when they have the Christmas Eve uh, off. But just you know, a little, little more balance. Yesterday was really nice, where everything was just staggered, especially integrated with football. I, I like that. I thought it was easier to, to keep up with uh, what was going on, as you know, with the with the, with the bets and fantasy and everything like that. Well, tournaments coming on Friday. Colorful courts coming back. I I wonder if we're going to get tired of it. I wonder if we haven't even seen the most ridiculous court yet. I, I think Indiana is claiming that right now with the. Very, very bright, baby blue in, in Indiana. Very, very far from Hoosierville, if you ask me. But uh, I'll be, I'm looking forward to the, what the other teams do, and the uniforms are all a little different as well. Uh, other news across the NBA. It looked like Steve Kerr is going to be stepping down from the Team USA job. Was was this a shock? Is, was this expected? Do we have a rumor of a replacement? I, I never know how these are supposed to transition. I think for a long time it was uh, we have what, Coach K or, or somebody's just been there forever we just kind of hang on for that. Uh, well, what, what's the latest on that? Coach K did it for, for a while. I think that was a little more unusual. Uh, when Popovich did it uh, the last time around, the, the what he did was one World Cup, one uh, Olympics, and it seems like that's what Steve Kerr is going to do. News just came out earlier. Uh, so I don't think it's a, it's a huge surprise. This just kind of might be what it turns into. Uh, it might be easier for coaches to agree to do it if they know, hey, this is a you know, four-ish year commitment and not a indefinite commitment if they don't want it to be. And uh, so I don't think there's been any uh, rumors on who'd be up next. Do you have anybody uh, in mind? No, I don't. It's got to be somebody you respect, uh, but also w- would be interested in playing for. And there, there are certain teams that I, like, I think there's certain players that are like, I'm tired of losing to the Warriors. Why the hell would I want to play for Kirk? You know, the... So you got you got to be careful on, on, on some of these too. You know you don't want to pick the most hated team that's kind of been kicking everyone's ass up and down the court. But I, I don't know if there's a, I mean outside of Pop, I mean who's who's like the the guy that's been coaching for a really long time? Who's got the long coaching resume? I mean is it Spolstra? Is is, is is that the only one? He's been on the he's been an assistant on the on the team, or, you know assistant coach. So he could definitely get the uh, get the call for that. I think he would uh, he he'd fit in there. I can't. I can't really lock in, you know, anyone else. I mean, there's unless there's someone to be some college. I mean, who's even the college coach you would you would pull out of anyone? I mean, Coach K is one of the few where you know, a lot of guys played for him anymore, but he's not there anymore. So like a lot of the guys in the NBA, who's the coach that they played for? I mean, I, I doubt Calipari's got time for anything like this. You know, that's the other thing with Coach K. It's like a miracle that he had time for it. You can, you can always find time if you if you want to find time. Uh, no 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 one uh, at the college level necessarily jumps right out, but I mean, would Brad Stevens would he do it for America? Brad go Br- back on the floor. Brad's not even coaching the Celtics as he wants to spend time with his family. You think he wants to take his summers off that he actually gets to relax a little bit as a GM? Like, I don't I don't think that's exactly the job he, he's waiting for. Although if they make the calling, I I could see him going forward with it, but I. I don't think they're going to end up with that. I, I just don't see it. I don't know who it's going to be, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't anticipate it being him. 
Uh, all right, well, that, that's going to be it for the podcast today. I have one last update to tell everyone, and that is the Beer Mile has been scheduled. It will be Thanksgiving weekend. We will likely have that posted in December at some point, and then shortly after December, the shirtless runoff will, will happen as well. well. We'll get some ski tickets. We'll, we'll get Zach out there. He's new and improved, new bionic Zach, and, and we'll, we'll get back out in the mountain and just, just cross off all these uh, – these old bets and just get rid of them because I don't want to do them anymore and we've got to find out a way to make you do them this year and now that I am a college basketball fan I, I anticipate nothing but success this is this is all the only thing that's been holding me back which just not sticking to a team so now that I'm attached to MSU it's 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 all over for you you're you're in so much trouble well I'm, I'm definitely you know a little bit nervous I'm not going to take this lightly so uh, you know I'm going to watch you know as much college basketball as I can I really want to you know focus and you know hopefully by March I'm feeling confident that I will be able to uh you know get that million dollar bracket you know last year I had some distractions but this year no more distractions I'm gonna be focused all right we'll be back next week thank you as always for listening make you subscribe little column a little column b you can follow Zach on his x account which is wicked zman 24 we'll be back Little column A, little column B.